have um bye bye little Sebastian stuck in my bye. head. <laughs> That last episode is really good. I know. I wish they would have just left it there. Yeah. Like, if they left it there, that would have been an actual good series finale. I thought the and next I, one was a joke. Like, her... With her with her bangs. bangs. Yeah. yeah. I was like, time has passed. Yeah. <laughs> Who has triplets and then commits to bangs? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lost Weekenders podcast. I'm Steven. I'm Kat. <laughs> and I'm Kelsey. I forgot my name for a minute there. Oh, yeah? I was like, ah, panic. Sometimes I want to say that I'm Kat. You could do that. Go um, for it. We did that one time. It was a ruse. A no. ruse. We were <laughs> doing a bit. <laughs> uh, we're talking about... <laughs> we're just jumping into it. <laughs> Sometimes we like rusty. to talk about Barney. Oh, quick. Uh, you know what? Maybe, yeah. So we had an episode, I don't know, when this goes up a couple weeks ago or a week, I don't know, freaking know. It's about how we would want to, like, redo Downtown Disney. And it was, we didn't know that we were recording, so Kat and I were talking about Barney. For a long time. For a very long Barney time. Barney the Dinosaur. And Steven edits the episodes. Like, the podcast is, like, his baby of the Lost Weekenders universe. And he, you guys... Please thank Kat and myself because he was going to do like, I, I kid you not, like a 10 minute lead up to the opening of us saying, hi, we're the Lost Weekenders. And Kat and I were like, this is just going to be very confusing. And also it's not very exciting to listen to. It was just us talking about Barney. Seriously. For 10 minutes. Theme song, puppet, 90s puppet children theme shows yeah. and their song, not theme shows, shows and their theme songs. But Kat sang the theme song, and it was great, and that's why I left the whole thing in. But, listener, you're welcome. You're welcome. You didn't need to hear it. Mm -mm. So, yeah. Now, that was a great little (laughs) (laughs) chit-chat. Now we could talk about what we want to friggin' talk about. Oh, watching shows in Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah. It's about watching shows in Disneyland, but Kat and I are usually drunk. Who isn't? Disneyland. Yeah, those little kids are sauce. I guess they act I like guess they're sauce. Well, they have a lot of sugar, a lot of sugar in those kids' systems. Yeah, their little metabolisms are probably fermenting them into sangria. I do not know <laughs> within their bodies. <laughs> I've never been one to like sugar, but I cannot believe how much a baby, like a baby in a stroller, eats a whole head of uh, that what? that sugar flour Less. stuff. You were talking about cotton candy. Cotton candy. Sugar yeah. flower stuff. A yeah. whole head of sugar flower stuff. <laughs> that, I, what are we insane. going for? I don't know how they do that. How do they put that away? If you're and in Disneyland. They, and then they wash it down with a Coke or a juice or something. Yeah. So they wash the sugar down with sugar. And Live it up. You're in Disneyland. Then you got to go home and your parents make you eat broccoli. At least you can have some little semblance of happiness in Disneyland when your parents shove a fluffy pink cloud in front of you. Yeah, you're going to bury your head in that. Yeah. I love calling you handy. I don't. Something we missed this year were the state and county fairs. Oh, I missed this. Yeah. And the reason I was thinking about it is because there probably is a lot of, like, sugary stuff to buy. But I feel like all the things we get are, like, cloaked vegetables. Because we get, like... (laughs) Fried vegetables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, fried potatoes, fried pickles, fried zucchini. At the state fair, my California state fair in Sacramento... The cinnamon roll. Oh, the cinnamon roll's great. I have one cinnamon roll a year because I have to limit myself to one. Or if I don't, I turn into a monster because they're so good. 
Oh my God, the State Fair freaking cinnamon roll. I live for that. And now Corona has taken it away from me. Don't they have cinnamon rolls somewhere in Disneyland? They used to, yeah, it's in front good. of um, in front of Haunted Mansion. Yeah. And oh, that cart, yeah, you uh, got it that time. I got and it one the, time. and the cart it? was like dissolving away, so they took it down for me. It was but, dissolving away? Yeah. Like, like actual, not emotionally? Yeah. Oh, like I thought you were making a joke. No, no, it was just like decrepit. Um, yeah, because it was it was Can you built. Elaborate? Well, it, it was wood and stuff. It was built like um, okay. I feel like it was built like the one that's outside the bathrooms by Pinocchio in Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. So versus all the other ones that are on like tires that they just like roll them away and hose it down. Oh. So it was wood and it was rotting. Yeah, they never brought it uh, back. Yeah, no, I, I don't like it. Ever came back. They weren't very good. Which I thought they were fun. It was it was nice that there was something different and there was never a line. But it wasn't a good cinnamon roll. And this is where I feel I constantly feel cheated by. Sorry, we're not popular enough for people more than our for a big base to listen to us. But I feel like Disney Instagrammers and Disney bloggers, besides us, Who cares if um, listen are liars. We're tr- we're. Truth tellers. <laughs> We're so brave. Liars about what? I feel like they're liars about what's good in Disneyland because like those cinnamon rolls are so freaking hyped up. And so I was like, man, the, cin- the cinnamon roll in Disneyland is like top of the pyramid. You have to get it. So I got it one time. It was just dry. Yeah. And the same thing happens with Freaking, and I know we've talked about this before, the stuffed French toast, which is the biggest lie. Where's that from? Is that from Red Rose Tavern? Yeah. Everything from Red Rose Tavern. I feel like Nick Cage in National Treasure, where he's going to blow this thing wide open. (laughs) I sound like the craziest person. The stuffed French toast at Red Rose Tavern is goopy and gross. It's just it's just strawberry cream cheese, right? Oh my god, it's disgusting. Ugh, it just you oh you oh it just oozes. Yikes. You want ooze for breakfast? Go ahead, have a <laughs> pussy French toast. God, <laughs> god, are, what are we, we selling this? Yeah, I don't know. Shows. Shows. Shows, 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 of course shows. we are. We have been talking about shows. God, how do we get here? Oh boy. So we want to talk about Mickey and the Magical Map? Yeah, sure. There? Can Listen, I was okay. sauced as hell for that? Mickey and the Magical Map is the best show in Disneyland. We, I'll say it. As <laughs> coming from me and Kat, who uh, I think it's fantastic too. Yeah, the thing there are multiple <laughs> parts of this assessment. One of the things is that it is completely ridiculous. But another thing, I don't, I can't talk today. Go for it. You never have to worry about getting a seat. No, I do love that. And you can just stroll right in. It is just the greatest way to waste. 40 minutes of your day. If you're just bored and hot and don't know what to do, go watch Mickey and the Magical Map. Although, Mickey and the Magical Map has that same weird microclimate like the train where you kind of expect it to be cooler in there and somehow that roof keeps the heat in. Does it? Yeah. We've it's shady at least. Yeah, it's shady. It's shady. And it, and it, but and it's you can deceptive sit. that unless you're sitting like right at the edge, it, it's like a hot bubble. It's like a different show every single time for me personally because... We can tell when something goes wrong. Oh yeah, I love oh, yeah. that. And I love seeing something go wrong in that show. And Kat and I always sit in the very back row on house right. Just on the right-hand side. Right-hand side. Very back row. 
We, yeah, so if you ever see two people <laughs> and in the very back row in the corner, it's us. And we're always sitting a few feet apart because in between us, there's like tons of Diet Coke and popcorn and pretzels. The little pretzel bites. Baked yeah. potatoes. Because that's another great thing about the Fantasyland Theater where Mickey the Magical Map is, is they have a snack shack that is only open Immediately before the show starts. And that, some of the best snacks in Disneyland. It is a sleeper hit. Like, yeah. people don't realize that. But they got the bratwurst. They got that giant soft pretzel. They have baked potatoes. It's yeah, they have so baked good. potatoes. So crazy. Oh, yeah, With, And they make it for you. Like, if yeah. you don't like the toppings that are on it, they'll make it some other way. Yeah, you make it. You can, like, mix and match toppings. And, and I think they try to deter people from doing that. Because you're like, oh, can I get it with no sour cream? And they're like, oh, it'll... It'll be a few minutes. Do you mind? And it's like, no, of course not. And by the time they've swiped your credit card, the it's done and on the counter. Also great for us because we're like, oh, you mean I might miss a few minutes of the <laughs> show? Oh, darn. Although the first part of Mickey and the Magical Map where the lights come up and they like pull the the thing off of the map. screen stare yeah, yeah, map yeah. thing. I eat that it up. Do you remember how many times we had to watch it before we could really see <laughs> Mickey go into the map? Yeah, or come out of the map. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what it is. So it doesn't line up, right? No, it's no, just it like you it's don't perfect. think about it. Oh, oh. That reveal when Yen said finds Mickey yeah. fooling around and he like lifts him out of the map and he goes from screen Mickey to real life Mickey. The first time that happened, I almost, I lost my damn mind because I didn't see that. I didn't notice the transition. It was so smooth. I love that part. And it's actually fun because you can hear people in the audience who have like never seen it before, like that reveal blows their mind along with Stitch. Yeah, yeah. I wish I well, well, people are obsessed with Stitch in the weirdest it. way. We're not we're not Stitch people. We're not Stitch people. Sorry, everyone in the entire world. And and it's like it's I almost like that a, movie where it was just Lilo. It was just called I just, Lilo. I just didn't think it was that good. It had a great message and it was nice, but it's like it Stitch just, was annoying. It just stressed me out. Yeah. Like the idea of um, like the consequences were so dire in that movie in Lilo and Stitch where it's like she could go into foster care. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't, <laughs> this is a cute, like super well animated. I really do love all the characters besides Stitch. He was annoying too much emotionally for me. Very stressful. <laughs> like how 101 Dalmatians, I can't watch yeah. either yeah. because it's like the consequences are 100 puppies dying. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's a Disney movie. Anyway, but, but going back Stitch, to the show. Stitch in the show and in I, I don't know if there's meet and greets, but he somehow is like the Universal character. Yeah, everyone like loves Universal him. Studios character, not Universal that everyone loves him. But it because is. he comes out in Making the Magical Map and he like shakes his butt and the entire the, the entire place <laughs> they're all five year olds and it's like and how is this everyone how, loses it how where, is this a Disney thing where are we where is that response for Tiana is what I want to know because she comes you. out and she has the most amazing I, entrance I love that part of the show it's so good because she so has good. the riverboat comes out like the set is really good and then the trumpeter comes back out M- making the magical map yeah. although it's a dumb show so dumb is, it's the best it, like the I love mo- that the show more like, genuinely it, I do yeah love the that music show. is super fun and then the more you look at the sets I was thinking about Tiana's boat coming out the smokestacks are paintbrushes. Yeah. They, and there was so much creativity put into that. Yeah. But there is this huge, the map is this enormous screen. And somehow the show has been running for five years and it hiccups every single yeah, time. And it's different glitch place. where he it's, goes up the stairs. Well, that's yeah. true. There, there's like consistent glitches, but there's also glitches that are just like, you can tell the computer is just dying. And you're like, wow, 
Hello. Those dancers are working. Oh, Hello. the dancers are incredible. Those dancers are so good. And they, they have, some days they have a lot of shows mm-hmm. yeah. and they might switch out. Like, I don't know if they but all that do one all guy shows. is always singing. Yeah. 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 And like you, you can see, I mean, that's been like steady work for a lot of people for a long time, which is really awesome. Like, I love it when they have shows because then that means like musicians and dancers are being hired. And also it's fantastic that those people didn't have to be in a parade. They get to be in a somewhat air conditioned building. Yeah. I think it is worth your time. Oh yeah. Go see it. It's a great show. We try and see it every time. Steven usually sits in the front and takes pictures. Yeah, that's and why Kat and Kelsey are by themselves in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, because can. I'm not usually back. We there. like to sit in the back and make comments. Yeah, you know, like and when oh my gosh, is that bubble going to actually pop this oh, time? Oh man, that's my favorite part. So when Kat's mom came, she thankfully sat up closer with me. Yeah, whenever we bring people, they always take pity on Steven. So he finally we don't. Came. No, they enjoy sitting with me. There's no pity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. So for the sure, other sure. best show in Disneyland, I would say. Yeah. It used to be a much closer tie. Fantasmic. Yeah. Now yeah. it's a little less. Yeah. Because of all the changes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know? Like, old Fantasmic was so good, and now it's kind of... It's still good. Yeah. And the weird thing... So I, I, I love Fantasmic. I've always loved, like... Fantasmic is so incredible to me. I don't know how to express it, but... As time went on, because, like, I saw it the first year that it came out in 92... And, um, you know, as I got older, I realized that it was getting kind of dated in some ways. And so then when they when they did the refurb, yeah. all of a sudden it got so much more dated because they added like the whole Celine Dion section and the weird fake mm-hmm. instruments. The music and all of a sudden the music got more dated than it was before. And they were trying to you mean with refresh the most, it. Most recent. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I always get bummed when they take away practical sets and props. So they took away Pinocchio. Yeah. And I like the Pinocchio bit. What did they replace Pinocchio with? Like a screen thing, right? The, um, it's not Aladdin and Jasmine. Is it Lion King? Yes. Which is cool. I like, I like Lion King, but like, I feel, I've seen videos of Disney World Fantasmic and what I didn't like about Disney World Phantasmic was it was just all screens. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? That's and it's, boring. And it's so much longer. Oh, and too. the genie, too. They took away the genie? No, or they, they added, added him to the Pinocchio part. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it's tough because no matter what they add, even if they added something like, um, like Princess and the Frog or, uh, I don't know, another, like, tank. They did add a tank. They added tank. But, like, if they added something that, like, one of my favorite movies, I still would be remiss to love it because they took away a practical set, which I will always love more than a screen, no matter what. Yeah, totally. I also, um, I don't appreciate that they changed Peter Pan to oh, Pirates. What a stupid change. Because, like, Peter Pan has problematic parts, obviously. But... It feels more Disneyland than Pirates. Yeah. Even though Pirates is the ride, I guess. But, yeah. And then you just have Jack screaming the whole time. I guess if they had made it less shrill. Yeah. I if, guess. If, if there was more going on, because there, there was kind of a conversation when there was Peter Pan, and it was a fun interaction between Peter and Wendy and the Pirates. And Plus they had the, what is it, TikTok? Or, yeah. Yeah, they had, the, they had the alligator, crocodile. And at one point, they had Flotsam and Jetsam, and that didn't work for technical reasons. But, like, yeah. if they wanted to do something, like, re-adding that back in could have been cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, it could have been cool. It could have been cool if they made it Little Mermaid or something. Yeah. We're we're typically not the people to be like, I hate this change. And still we're not like, oh, everything is awful because they changed it to pirates. And we'll still definitely watch it we as still often watch it. as possible. Yeah. That's just, my least favorite part now, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The pirates section made it rough. Plus, as a person who's weirdly sensitive to sounds and I have a hard time with loud noises... They're just firing off friggin' cannons all the time. <laughs> Where it used to be predictable. It used to be much more predictable when the cannons fire was. It's so shrill. Her yeah. voice, it just it's all just like whining, screaming. I think the other weird thing that got me, that, that makes it less enjoyable in some weird way, is that they, they tried to make the new sections feel so big. And that was always my issue with World of Color, where it seemed like like each segment was produced by a different person mm-hmm. and their goal was to outshine the person before them and to like make it louder and make the fountains go faster and higher and make the you know make it brighter and make it just like so much more in your face and i feel like the the added parts the the new parts that they added to fantasmic are that way and like why is rapunzel why is her segment have all the lighting and all the craziness and all the new music compared to the other two princesses that yeah, are in like, the adjacent section. It's not like making each moment its own special moment. It's yeah. like build up to something bigger. And why is it bigger? Yeah. I also don't like the fast pass system. Mm. Yeah. Like, I feel like they put the fast pass system in because they didn't like that people were camping out, but they rope it off so early that it's like, it doesn't yeah, make any difference. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference, and it just makes it more confusing, I think. And, and I feel bad for people I genuinely do that we've figured it out, that we know that we don't have to get a fast pass and that yeah. we know where to go. Yeah. And we kind of knew that before, too. Like, there was always a specific spot that we knew that we could go that no one else would be before the show started. Yeah. But I still feel bad for, you know, I, I always feel bad for people who it's their first trip. Yeah. And they don't know what they're doing and they've spent a lot of money and yeah. maybe they have a bajillion kids or maybe they have somebody in a wheelchair or whatever. And it's like, what, you know, how do, how do I do this? How do I get this to work for me? Well, but I think our system works for us because we've seen it so many times. Like if we wanted to actually see the show, we couldn't stand on, on the sides or whatever. We would want to see it from the front. Maybe. Maybe. But I think that for some people, their fast pass gets them that exact same spot. Yeah. Right. I mean, if I if I had never seen it before and I wanted to see the show, I would get a dining package. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, but, like, for a regular person, like, for a casual viewer that doesn't want to spend money on something that they don't know what it is. Can you still stand up behind the bushes? Yeah, but it's, it's a, I think it's part of a section. Oh. It's also so confusing. Even we were confused when yeah. we tried it. And for people who would go to Disneyland all the time to be confused with the system. It's like, oof, that's got to really suck for people who've never been there. I wonder if it's easier now, though, because remember when we tried it, like, they had just rolled it out. And they didn't know how to communicate. And the cast members had no idea. Yeah. yeah. And we tough. had no idea. It was tough on everyone. Yeah. So yeah. I hope, hopefully it's easier They've now. They've got it down now. Anyway, yeah. fantastic. It's still great. We it's don't, a fantastic show. But we don't have to see it every time anymore. Right. Last, it used to be that we would watch it sometimes twice a night mm-hmm. yeah we would but since the changes it's, it's not quite as magical as it was before it was especially tough when it was 60th and you had paint the night the 60th fireworks which were so good 
and Fantasmic, like, <laughs> every night starting at, like, 8 o'clock, you were just be like, okay, we're just seeing shows for the rest of the night. Yeah. But I think, like, a lot of other things, like our realization that we can go back to the hotel if we're tired, now we realize, oh, we can, we can, work, the, we can work the crowds and go ride the ride that we want to ride during Fantasmic. Yeah. Because... The crowds will be smaller. Like, I loved every show for the 60th, but it does take some pressure off that I don't love every show anymore. And I'd be like, I really don't need to see Fantasmic another time. Speaking of shows we don't need to see. Frozen? Oh, World of Color. (laughs) Um, First of all, World of Color. You know, it's... I, I started off loving World of Color. I really did. Is it the original show? Did they go back to the original I don't know. They've done so many versions that I can't figure out what they're doing anymore yeah that's what makes it tough and that's why we kind of don't see it is because we just have no idea what's going on i liked it the first time i saw it it was so cool it was very pretty yeah and even for a screenshot for sure i mean you know going into it that i mean hopefully you know going into it it's just fountains and lights and screens and things there's no people or anything but they do a really creative job yeah it's fun yeah and you didn't have to get, you could get a fast pass, but you didn't have to. You could just go stand there and like, there weren't a ton of people there. What's weird to me with the creation of World of Color is they're, they're like little vignettes of stories. There's not like one big overarching story except for... World of Color. The world. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, except for the Neil Patrick Harris one where oh, he, he was Lord. like telling a story. What was that? That was 60th, I think. God, it was yeah, so, so, bad. so bad. It was really bad. But so there, there's no there's no continuous story about what's going on or whatever. It's just like, you know, clips from movies and whatever. And somehow World of Color is longer than Fantasmic. I also have a problem with World of Color because like the first time I saw it was really cool. But they keep redoing it. But there's never a storyline. So Fantasmic, you're, like, dealing with Mickey's imagination. And he tells you that. And he tells you that. (laughs) And, like, even though we're dealing with all these disjointed things, like princesses and uh, the genie or whatever, it's all rooted in the fact that it's one storyline of Mickey's imagination. World of Color, like maybe started off that way, but they realize I don't even know. I feel if like it it's just always been a fountain show. Piecemeal. Yeah. Just random songs. And like the whole point of it was to just sing along. Right. Yeah. It was? So yeah. Cause yeah. you know, like oh. you just stand there and like no one cannot sing along. Yeah. And so the more that they do like the special versions, they always think they have to do like a holiday. Remember when we tried to watch the Halloween one. We tried to watch a Halloween one and so we did the that freaking, had a story. Was that that's not boo to you? No, it's Halloween um, party. Mickey's Halloween party. Mickey's Halloween party. We set aside time to go see the special world of color, and like ten minutes in, I think we just turned to each other and we're like, "This isn't good. <laughs> do you want to keep watching this?" And all of us are like, "No, it was not good." No. And so that's kind of how, like, when, when they were going to change Fantasmic, we were worried, like, oh, no, Fantasmic is going to somehow turn into this world of color thing where somebody has decided at the top that it needs to be refreshed every six months in order to keep people entertained, when in reality, it probably would have been better just to leave it the same way yeah. as it originally was. But I don't know what the draw is for World of Color. In my mind, if you were creating this fountain show for the purpose of it being, like, as a business person, like, okay, we're going to invest... A half a million dollars. We're going to invest a million dollars for the purpose of never having to hire anyone to do this show. 
Because I'm sure that like when they were looking at it on paper and they're like, okay, there's 250 people to make Fantasmic go. Can we make a show for DCA that has no people? So that then you don't think just one person pushes a button. Sure, but the, the stage manager's there already, probably. So, but you know, so like if if that was in their mind, like they wanted to do this show that didn't require a cast. Yeah. Then I feel like they should do it like they have the sh- the waters at the Bellagio. Where instead of it being one thirty-minute show, they could do they could do it at like eight, nine, ten, and eleven, and well, each one could be like this different little theme instead they, of trying to gather fifty thousand people all at once. They kind of do have that. Well, they do it twice, right? No, they yeah. have the goofy thing. Yeah. they don't do that don't, anymore. They don't. No, where he like conducts. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought it was cool that they used cool. the fountains during the day. Yeah, they had a show. I guess they don't have it anymore. They don't have anything anymore because we're in a worldwide pandemic. But <laughs> <laughs> Last we checked, they but didn't have this anymore. Back in the day, back in my day when Disneyland was open. <laughs> so you can say as of last summer, I think, because I think he only did that in the summertime anyway. I really like using the term back in my day when Disneyland was open yeah. because it makes me feel like an old sage. Um, they had a goofy show where like in the middle of the day, Goofy would come out and he would stand in front of the rivers of America and he would go nope. Paradise nope, Bay, Paradise Bay, whatever. <laughs> you guys, you guys get me. You know what I mean? And he would conduct a, like a little fountain show. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Did I ever stop and watch it? No, no but it was nice to walk, watch when I walked by. Yeah. I like knowing that it's there. Yeah. And it was cute. Yeah, it was really cute. Ooh, another show that doesn't exist anymore in that general area. Oh, God, please. The Pixharmonic Orchestra. Oh, God, okay. What, were you, what did you think? Light Magic. Oh, oh okay. no. I was thinking either the High School Musical or Phineas and Ferb thing. Uh-huh. Or the thing where they draw. Drawn to the Magic. Oh, yeah. Drawn to the Magic. Always don't, a great show. We don't need to talk about but it. The Pixharmonic Orchestra started on the little stage outside... The garden, Bar- something, boardwalk, restaurant. garden, plaza situation. One of Kelsey's my favorite, favorite places to eat. And Kat and Steven won't eat there. So I always go down a day before and go get my salad and breadsticks. And it, it's so you, it's terrible. You, you know what I've realized that I can get there? Because when you guys go on either Screamin' or um, the Fun Wheel... Is, Listen, we go on the fun wheel as a as a punishment. Is they they have uh, yogurt and um, uh, carrot and celery sticks right there by the register that you can get. Wow, get nice great little. tip, hot tip for all of you. Well, I mean, it's a it's a weird part of the park because there are no snacks over there, and it's like, do I There's want the corn dog? Place. Greek There's food, pretzels. Or do I want to wait in There's an hour line to get corn legit dog? Legit pretzels but, right across. But at the beer stand, and there's always 40 people in line at the beer stand. I will. And there's nobody in line at the Garden Boardwalk Plaza place. So I can just walk right in, get a yogurt and a... Or pick up uh, some breadsticks. It is legit. a part of the park. Like, yeah. it kind of feels like didn't know what to do with that corner. They legit knew what to do with that corner, but then they took a huge portion of that part of the park and changed it into a completely different theme after retheming the whole thing. We don't yeah. have to talk about that right now. Fix Harmonic Orchestra started on that little stage in front <laughs> of the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta place. And it was a cool little band with a, a they don't xylophone guy. And, they uh, they, they, they um, fired a bunch of those. They fired a bunch. Why? They couldn't just put them somewhere else? And a, and, a, and a guitar player guy and the cute singers. And it was like 20s themed. And they had these little moments in between the songs where they'd sing this double mint gum. 
and then like play a bell as if it was like a radio commercial. And they were so cute. And then they moved them when they rethemed it to Pixar Pier to that archway Which is thing. very cool. It, it, they totally like fit. A- like, it felt like the Hollywood Bowl kind of feel, mm. um, but small. Uh, and then for some reason, they fired them all. They did a big budget sweep where they cut a lot of live entertainment. And Pixar Monic was one of those. Which is a huge bummer because they pulled a big crowd. Yeah. Yeah, and we would often pull over and listen to them. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's a good time to talk about the worst show in the Disneyland Resort. Frozen. Yes. We've talked about this before. Yeah. So we don't need to go over it a thousand more times. We recommend it if you are so tired that you need just 40 minutes of uninterrupted sitting down air conditioned time. And or if you have a screaming child who will be wooed by Elsa. Yeah. Yeah. But, but or if you just need a freaking nap, like just go take a snooze. And our hottest hot tip is you don't have to go wait in one of the lines right when the after everyone else who is waiting waited in line. Three minutes before the time that's on the times guide. Just go in and they'll fill you in and whatever seats they fill you in on. But it doesn't matter because it doesn't doesn't fill up like Aladdin did. The show's not good anyway. And it's garbage, so don't worry about Just it. Just sleep. It's so... in The theater is so nicely, acoustically... Treated. Treated yeah. that really you can just... It is, it is actually... The theater is a, an acoustic marvel. It is quieter than most recording studios. It's great. Good thing they're using it for Frozen. And not something good. Any other shows you like? I mean, there's a ton of other, like, entertainment-type things. The Dapper Dance, the Disneyland Band. Yeah. Um, uh, do they have anything in... What's it called? Galaxy's Edge? Nope. Uh, they should. But I don't understand why they don't. Golden Horseshoe. Oh. Uh, every once in a while. Well, there, there was Bill Hill and the Hillbillies. Oh, I loved they it. But they don't have that anymore. They don't have that anymore. But I think there's a similar type of... Which is good if you're trying to... It's shove. not music, though. It's like... The residents of Frontierland and the mayor comes and it's like slapstick. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like thing. what they used to do out front. Yeah, with well, like they the still do it out of jail front. or whatever. I think it's like a continuation. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I've so, never paid attention. It's it's some no, of it's kind of funny. It's good if you're like shoving chili cheese fries in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a ton of shows in Disneyland. We love seeing the shows. One of our favorite things to do if we're really tired is do a show tour. Mm-hmm. That's a really good thing to do, especially if you're like wanting to do stuff. But you don't want to ride rides. Yeah, especially in the middle of the day when you're, like, kind of tired and don't really know what to do. You can definitely show hop. Everything's really crowded. Yeah. And if you're overwhelmed by, like, the amount of people and the temperature, (laughs) all that kind of stuff, it's nice to just take a load off. And I feel like the shows are often overlooked as, like, oh, we don't have to do that because we want to ride a ride. But I think it's just, like, if you're in Disneyland, just be fully in Disneyland and, like, experience everything yeah because that's what's going to make it feel magical and also i was thinking about this because in universal they have a lot of shows a lot of shows because they don't have very many rides don't get me started on this but they they feel very like closed in and all the shows in disneyland you can leave in the middle if you don't want to be there anymore there is no restriction even frozen even though it's in a big theater with doors and stuff you can absolutely leave. Also, if you are used to Universal going to Disneyland, Universal shows all start at the same time. So you can't show hop. You have to choose what show you want to see. It's weird. Very stupid. Hmm. Because then also all of the crowds go into shows and then all at the same time, all of the crowds come back out. That's stupid. And then they have nowhere to go until the next show, whatever. So it's good. That's a good thing to know to time your ride. 
Yeah. In Universal. But in Disneyland, they're all staggered. So you really can hop from show to show. If you want to grab a snack and take a seat somewhere, but everywhere is packed, just go watch a show. You can pretty much bring snacks into every single show. Can you bring them into Frozen? No. Whatever. You could sneak them in your backpack and open them up. I highly recommend including shows into your Disneyland itinerary. Shows are great. Go see them. Shows are great. Go see them. Tagline of the episode. The end. Shows are great. Go see them. Well, thanks for listening. We love you. We had a good time. (laughs) We miss Disneyland. We do. We miss going and seeing all these things we're talking about. Yeah. I know. Maybe we'll have to watch Mickey and the Magical Map. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Let's watch shows today. You can watch them on YouTube. Do that. Yes. On our YouTube channel, Lost Weekenders on YouTube. I created playlists of all of the shows of Disneyland. And, and if you don't feel like searching on YouTube, you can go to lostweekenders.com and hit the media tab and there's a link from there. Yeah. So you can watch all of the shows on YouTube and kick back and maybe make some popcorn and enjoy the Disneyland shows from home. There's also links on that media tab to this podcast if you want to share it with anyone and some playlists of music on Spotify that we also put up there. Also some coloring pages. Coloring we have lots pages. of fun things and we have a blog and an Instagram page and a shirt shop. It's all at Lost Weekenders everywhere, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Google. Yeah. (laughs) So enjoy that. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. It's my new sign-off.